Hello, and welcome to another episode of RAN. We booked it. This episode is all about authors that we just won't read. <laughs> Before we get started, make sure to follow our Instagram at WeBookedIt for updates about the podcast. So starting off, we've got a pretty big author here with J.K. Rowling, yes, the so, author of Harry Potter. Oh my goodness. So reading directly, there's like a little background about her before we like discuss why we won't read her books. So reading directly from her website, here we go. The first Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, was published in 1997. That was the year I was born. (laughs) (laughs) To immediate popular and critical acclaim. And then she had six further best-selling books and eight blockbuster films that followed. The books have been translated into 80 languages, won multiple awards, and sold more than 500 million copies worldwide, becoming the best-selling book series in history. And then in 2016, there is a new era of the Wizarding World that was unveiled with the launch of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, an original screenplay by J.K. Rowling, and the first in a major film series for Warner Bros. And I guess this was something interesting I didn't know. She had a pseudonym called Robert Galbraith, and she used that for like her crime fiction books so that like she could have the fame of those books be their own thing and not have yeah. her name J.K. Rowling influence that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Oh. So that's nice. Um, another point that she... She also released a book called The Ichabog, mm-hmm. which is a children's book she released to help kids through lockdown because we were in a pandemic. <laughs> um the Ichabog book, illustrated by the winners of the competition, is now out, and uh, the money, the net royalties, get donated to a charitable trust, um, which is to help medical and frontline charities support vulnerable groups impacted by COVID nineteen. Yes, that's interesting. So, despite all these wonderful things, neither of us is likely to read her books. Why? Well, for one thing, I tried reading her books when I was younger, and this is going to kill some people. I just didn't enjoy them. Mm. The best-selling author with all these movies and books, yeah. and you just didn't enjoy them. I It was so dry. Like, I made it through the first book, but the second book, I made probably a third of the way through. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I can't. I couldn't even finish it. And, like, my personality is I always finish a book, whether I like it or not. <laughs> oh, Rose did not finish a book. Whoa. Yeah, so, yeah, I just found it very dry and slow, which, you know, people have told me, oh, you just have to make it through that one, and then the rest, it gets better, but. Like The Office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Office is you, the whole first season is cringe. You just have to. I never made it past, through. like, episode three. Yeah, it was, it's rough. Parks and Rec is better. I haven't watched that, but I can I can definitely see. Also, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So yes, <laughs> I love that show. But yeah, and also the Harry Potter movies came out during a time when my parents thought I was too young to watch them, and I think that was a very crucial point that has me uninterested because I I didn't like watch the movies with everyone else, and I 
I feel like I'm so far outside the fandom that I'm just kind of overwhelmed when I even contemplate approaching it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the fandom just kind of contributes to my lack of necessary passion to become invested in it. (laughs) And I, I'm also like, I just kind of want to keep my streak going. Like, <laughs> why ruin it now? <laughs> why give it and read the book now when I can just keep being stubborn? Right. Exactly. I, I'm sure I save a lot of money not getting into yeah. Harry Potter and mm-hmm. the memorabilia and all that. What about you? So you know how you said your mom thought you were too young? Mm-hmm. I remember watching these movies at like five. <laughs> Apparently... My mother says I would pronounce Harry Potter with like a British accent because that's Harry how I heard Potter. it of course. <laughs> so I heard it of course. So like all I watched was the movies as a child. Yeah. Like I'm I'd ask for Harry Potter to be on. Mm-hmm. And they'd turn Harry Potter on. So while you th- your mom thought you were too young, I was chilling. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um and because I watched the movies, I just never had the want to read the books. And no one ever forced me to. Like, I never met anyone who was like, you need to read the books. And I was just yeah. like, I'm, I am I am content with what I have. Well, these the movies came out over the course of 10 years. From 2001 to 2011. I never saw the last one, but I saw everything, all the other ones. Oh, okay. That's just so interesting. That you- By the last one, I had fallen out of liking it as much because I hadn't watched them forever. Fair enough. The first movie came out the year I was born. But, like, to put this into perspective, the first book came out in 1997. The first movie came out in 2001. That's so that's, yeah. Whoa. Which, like... It- that's fast for a book to a movie. It really is. And that means they probably started making it three years after the release, because you know, the, yeah. making a movie is like a, a year-long process. That is just whoa crazy. Wow. Yeah, four, three to four years. <clears throat> All right, are we ready for the next one? Yep. All right, next author we wanted to discuss is Sarah J. Mass. (laughs) And uh, she's known for A Court of Thorn and Roses, which is being developed for TV on Hulu. Mm. And she's also the author of Throne of Glass, which are both pretty big series. I'm pretty sure A a Court of Thorns and Roses is the one that's more smutty. So that's probably why it's getting on a TV show. Probably. It's going to be, like, super angsty. It's probably going to have vibes yeah. of, like, Vampire Diaries. I think the main wires. three guys are bat, like, have bat wings. <laughs> or maybe there's two guys and a girl that have bat wings. I'll let, I search for, um, like, stuff about, like, Six of Crows and the Cruel Prince on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always get roped into those two. And I'm like... But I don't know what's happening. I just want Jude and Carden. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that's so interesting. Anyway. I also have no idea what these books are even about. I do because 
my friend rhythm. Anyway, a little bit of background. Sarah G. Mass is the number one New York Times bestselling author of the Throne of Glass series and A Court of Thorns and Roses series, as we said. As well as a USA Today and international bestselling author, Sarah wrote the first incarnation of the Throne of Glass series when she was just 16. I want what she has. <laughs> that is... wow. The ability to continue something. That's <laughs> what I want. Um, but it has now sold, uh, been sold in 35 different languages. A New York native, Sarah currently lives in Pennsylvania with her husband and dog. Oh. Good way to live. 35 languages. Like, you know it's a good book when it's been translated. This is true. I read a translated book. Oh, yeah, you do. Is it original language is French? French. Oui, oui. So I'm sure it's like, if I could read French, (laughs) I would try. Yeah, I wish. All I know is (laughs) sign language, and and that's not really. That's not translated on paper. Not really. Not it. (laughs) Very visual language. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so why won't we read her? Shall I go first? You shall. All right. So I've been tempted to read this author before, but then I see all those books. <laughs> There's just... like nine or eight. There's like eight. Yeah. All together? Yeah. Like across the two series? or No, I think like just for the one. one. I think for just A Throne of Glass because that yeah. one's finished, I know. Yeah, I think she like recently finished that. Yeah. Within the last year or so. And then the other series is possibly still ongoing. Yes. Either way. She has two series, and they each have their own coloring books. I looked that up. What? They have their own coloring books. Oh my so gosh. So, I'm pretty sure that's a sign this author has a huge panda. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I wonder what is in the coloring books. I don't like, know. Like, so an artist's rendition of what her characters look like. Maybe. Probably. I could see that. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yes, Sarah J. Mass. Success is having coloring books for for your series. No, no, no. That's just an author understanding what her audience wants. (laughs) True. Yeah, I think a common, like the common theme with all these authors, authors, (laughs) with all these offers, um, (laughs) these authors uh, that we were discussing today is that they simply just have so much work put out into the world. Mm-hmm. And it's that in combination with the wild and dedicated fandom yes. that can be very off-putting for someone who's looking in from the outside. Yeah. I think off-putting mm-hmm. because it's so overwhelming. Yes. It's just like, oh my gosh, there's a lot going on over there. It's not like, ew, that's mainstream. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm an introvert and I got invited to a party and where did my friend go? Yes, exactly. Like, you have no uh, safety net or, you know, I don't know, like, an anchor? <laughs> Some of your rock to keep you steady. <laughs> Making lots of hand gestures. <laughs> um, and also, sometimes the books that are loved and adored really aren't that great and shouldn't be popular. So, like, my my example of this would be Twilight, <laughs> or also like the Shatter Me series by Tahera Mafi. 
which was really popular but shouldn't have been. So that that's another point that makes me weary of books like this. It's like, oh, they're just so hyped up, but then they yeah. don't live up to your expectations. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it can go either way because I know like sometimes something gets so hyped up that you can't like in your mind it can't be bad. Right. But then at the same time, it could just as easily be so disappointing because you had so many expectations. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times if I'm scrolling through book talk and it's talking about all these books, I'm like, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna read you because I've seen you ten times. And I understand I like a good enemies to lovers trope, but like yeah. There are so many, and if it gets hyped up too much, I get scared that it's just going to be, like, every other enemies to lovers. And, of course, if it's hyped up, there's smut in the book. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Book Talk. Every book that's famous has smut. Yep. That's an interesting point we'll have to cover in a podcast episode, I think, yeah. is, like, that how books are kind of going towards that avenue quite a bit. I know. Especially, I think, the big switch is from, like, when I... Um, on and I'm when I am on book talk. <laughs> good. Um, it's like a lot of the books are like adult fiction. That's mm-hmm. where this one comes in. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll stay in the young adult se- section yeah. where we are innocent little children who don't have the terrible deed. <laughs> yeah, but even then, like young adult authors will push, mm-hmm. push, and uh, try to find their boundaries. Mm-hmm. And sneak outside of them if they can. They're teenagers. They shouldn't be getting more action than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, you you just turned 16, young yes! lady. And you're like, but I love him. No, no. you don't. He, you don't know he's actually, uh, I don't know. Uh, Not a terrible person. Yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> You fell in love with him for his face. Yes. And his body. <laughs> yeah. Let's find out his personality his now. Washboard abs. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um. But back to Sarah yeah. J. Mass. <laughs> back to Sarah J. Mass. Um, I also have been tempted to read this series, mm-hmm. but I've had it pushed by a friend of mine who mm-hmm. has read the entire Throne of Glass series. Mm-hmm. So. She really loves it. So that's why I know a little bit about what that series is about. Um, so I've, I've thought about it. I'm like, maybe. But then I'm like, but no. Yeah. It's back and forth, bro. Me too. Um, but I haven't read them like you said because it's very intimidating. Because the fan base is so huge for anything by Sarah J. Mass, Let alone just one series. Mm-hmm. And especially this one, which is like eight seven books and is finished so yeah it's insane (laughs) and then i guess another thing is like she's kind of a popular author and sometimes i'm like "Mm, no yeah (laughs) just because it's popular oops (laughs) are we ready to move on i think we are cool then we're moving on to um Cassandra Clare. <laughs> well, I have so much to say. Let's do it. <laughs> well, she is the author of the Mortal Instruments series, the Infernal Devices series, the Dark Artifices, 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 Artifices series, and the Last Hours series. Her books are so complicated and abundant that there is a whole guide on her website about them. Yes. 
So we're not going to explain it. You yeah, can look that up for yourself. I, I did some digging. And it, it's it's kind of like how, you know, Star Wars came out with their their four movies back in, like, the 80s or whatever. And it's like, oh, those chronologically belong here. But they came out first. And I yeah. feel like that's kind of how her books are. Like, these came out first. I thought it was because they were like, hey, here's this. And then it got really popular. So they're mm-hmm. like, here's a backstory. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Okay. Still. Yeah. That, that's definitely how her books are. They're like, here's this and this and this and this. And it is all over. Where are we in the timeline? Cassandra. Not Sarah. Yeah. Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra. <laughs> Where are we? Like, uh, yeah, just go to the website if you're curious or need help. So, why oh, won't we read her stuff? I think she's the most intimidating of them she all. She is by far the author I am most intimidated by. I am terrified of her because I want to be her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree because she just churns out books that are 800 pages. So long. And they're good. And they're good. We've discussed this before. Oh my goodness. And like, it can just be very confusing for new readers to get into. There's so much to read always. Like it would be it would it would be different if they came out and they were bad. Mm-hmm. But no, they're, <laughs> they're so good. Um a thing I saw on Book Talk a few times is like um the thing like quarantine won't be that long and then it's like quarantine and it's all of Cassandra Cassandra <laughs> Claire's books. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. I just don't know how she does it. I don't either. Oh, to be Cassandra Clare. And I swear, it's not just one book a year either. It's like two, several series, one of each coming out yearly. She has to have this planned and have these like backlogs. Like, I wonder how long, like, how much time has she put into this just the um, Shadowhunters series, like, collectively? Hundreds. (laughs) Hundreds. <laughs> yeah, and like how many years of her life has she like been in these characters' heads? No. And like they're in depth, greatly yeah. developed characters too. It's not like, hi, I'm someone who can kick butt. And like yeah. that they're just surface level. It's like no. The amount of trauma she has as well. Yes. Yes. Read one series for her, but these characters have been through so much. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you want to keep reading. It does. Also. And she is not afraid to hurt the reader. Nope. She is not afraid. She is not afraid. I think she's invincible. <laughs> she's probably immortal and will never die. But her character sure will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you've only read the Dark Artifice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's like Lady Midnight and Lady Midnight, Lord of Shadows, and then Queen of Queen of Darkness. Something. Darkness. It's hard to read. I don't have my glasses on. But the books are over there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have the hardback version, so. Yeah. But honestly, okay, the paperback versions all look about the same size. Mm-hmm. When it's hardback version, the last book is like just like an, an extra third thicker. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's kind of just like her theme too, is like the first one's like, oh, that's a regular longer book, like mm-hmm. 400 That's pages. honestly the reason I found Cassandra Clare is because I went through mm-hmm. a phase where I was like, it's so thick, I must have it. <laughs> so, yeah. so I bought it. And everyone in my class was like, you're like, I was probably maybe a freshman in high school at that point. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably. And everyone in my class is like, what the heck? Because no one in my class read thick books like that except yeah. me. Because I had to show off. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just shut up. Do your homework that you're not actually going to do. Because <laughs> I already finished it. But yeah, like, that's kind of her thing of, like, as she adds a book to a series, it just gets thicker. (laughs) And, like, what is it? The Mortal Instruments. The last book was probably 800, probably close to 1,000 pages. It's just, just keep getting bigger. It's like a child. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a great way to describe it. Like, as she develops and grows her series the books just grow too <laughs> <laughs> they're growing and I, sounds so ominous yeah they're growing they're overcoming overtaking everything else but did you know that she is writing a series with holly black holly black you say yes it's called the magisterium series there are five books and they look to be for like children so like preteens. More than okay. YA. Okay. I don't know much about them, but I saw them on Cassandra Clare's website, and I was like, oh, Holly Black and Cassandra Clare, you say? Have you ever read Holly Black? No, I don't think so. Mm. But I know you really enjoy Oh, her. yes. I think I read every book but one by her. Mm. Because I love... So I read one series and I'm like, but this series kind of has some stuff. And then it talked about people vaguely about people I knew from the other series. And I was like, another was an epilogue at the end of the trilogy. Let me tell you, good epilogue. We love good epilogue. Has at least one character being pregnant. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you realize your ship has gotten together Yay! and they are starting a family and everything is peaceful. And that's what happened. And that's what happens. This human got together with a troll. <laughs> a troll? It was a very good looking troll, apparently. Oh. Okay. I think he had golden eyes. Oh, oh. Rose is sold. <laughs> it just reminds me of the book Heartless that I just finished, where Jest, it was like. The, the love interest had, like, golden eyes. What is it with... Because there's another book where, like, the love interest, when he uses the power, his eyes get golden. Like, what is it with golden eyes? I don't know. I don't... Like, when I think about it, I... I don't like what I see. It looks weird. You mean brown eyes in the sun? Golden eyes? Yeah, like... His eyes were dis- described as, like, lemon yellow. Oh, which like lemon yellow to gold, which that's one way to describe it. I guess that's not really what I was thinking it would look like. I mean, it looks okay. He's in a picture. Yeah, I know it looks close to hazel. I know in the book I read it in where like the character's eyes would flare to gold. I always imagined more of a fiery color because he had fire powers. Yeah, or like that. 
<laughs> that know? that that is like jaundiced eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. No. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. This is. She's the most intimidating author, mm-hmm. but she's amazing. I'm gonna finish the Dark Artifices, but I I will not read any other series by her. <laughs> Fair enough. It will be way too complicated. Mm-hmm. I know that characters from the other series are in those books because I'm pretty sure. She like tries to tie everything in. Because they're all shadow hunters, they all interact. Yeah. I don't mean that to sound condescending. I just realized mm-hmm. that may have sounded really rude. I do that sometimes. No. I apologize. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's talked about Will and Tessa and some do other hair and Dell. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not gonna read any others. They can keep their secrets. I don't care. <laughs> and then the next one, our last one. How do you say that? Lay Bardugo. Lay Bardugo. I've been watching a lot of the Shadow and Bone stuff, so mm-hmm. um I finally figured out how to say your name because oh. they kept saying it. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. I sure hope that's right. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. So she's known for her Shadow and Bone series, which is a TV show. It is now a Netflix show. It's now a Netflix show. Like, it just came out, like, a few weeks ago or so. It came out April... Oh, you know what? April I can honestly something. look at my calendar because me and my friend watched it mm-hmm. an episode or two. I can't remember the first day it came out. April 23rd. Wow. Some people finished it in a day. It was only eight episodes, but yeah. we branched it out because I could not handle finishing that in one day. I would have collapsed upon myself and died. <laughs> She's known for Shadow, her Shadow and Bone series, her Six of Crow series. Yes! And the King of Scars series. Yes, the newest one. Then we have a little background on Yes. There. So, Leia Bardugo is a number one New York Times bestselling author of fantasy novels and the creator of the Grishaverse, coming to Netflix in April. It has come. Uh, which spans the Shadow and Bone trilogy, the Six of Crows duology, and her... What? The Language of Thorns and King of Stars, with more to come. So her short stories can be found in multiple anthologies. Did I pronounce that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Um, Including the best American science fiction and fantasy. Her other works include Wonder Woman, Warbringer, The Ninth House, um, a Goodreads choice winner for the best fantasy of 2019, uh, which is being developed into television for Amazon Studios. Huh. All right, so why won't we read her books? And this is interesting because I know Morgan has read some of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I want, I want to, I want to read her books. Mm. But then the TV show came out, mm. <laughs> which I, I haven't watched and mm-hmm. I don't know anything about. And I feel like that's a sign that the fandom is just big enough that I don't necessarily need to join. <laughs> <laughs> it's got its own TV show. Yeah, but like I don't want to rule out, rule it out completely. Mm-hmm. Like I may read it, but it is like, like her books are getting to that point where it's becoming overwhelming. Yeah. So. I don't feel like that because I'm kind of in the yeah, fandom. Yeah, exactly. But differently. Because mm-hmm. I have only read the Six of Crows duology. I haven't read any of other 
of her other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't plan on it either. Mm-hmm. Even after watching the show. There were a few times where I was like, hold up. I do want to read this. But then I thought about it and I went, no, I don't. Um, and my friend's cousin, <laughs> who also watched the show, has read all of all of her books. Mm-hmm. And said that Shadow and Bone was kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And I think that was enough for me to be like, do I need another trilogy on my bookshelf right. that's already running out of room? Do I? No. Not today. <laughs> as much as I love Leo Bardugo and her series and what she's written, I'm just not reading any more by her. I am content with my crows. And that is enough for me. All right. I'll stick to my angsty teenage gang members. Oh, yes. That's, <laughs> that's what, what I said. <laughs> so I love the crows. I read that. But that's it. I'll stick to my angsty teenage gang members. <laughs> well, I think that's a perfect place to end. With my angsty teenage yeah. gang members. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, remember to follow our Instagram, and we'll probably be putting the pictures of the authors on this mm-hmm. post if you want to see them as well. But, but as, as for, for now, now, we gotta book it. it.